set your mind on things above with Taken, a metaphysical fantasy audio drama. He wanted a cure. He found the creator. Chapter 4 Samjaza Samjaza stood with his back to the mountain, surveying the valley. Crystal flakes drifted from the heights, vaporizing instantly in the light of his countenance. From his vantage point on Mount Arata, he could observe the movement of the tribes clearly, and that was his primary duty. All the sons of Adam, even the tribes of Cain, camped in the plain just beyond Avonland Forest. He isolated individual clans, focusing on their makeshift tents nestled among the scant sycamore trees, and more were arriving for the festival. He scanned the area and adjusted his gaze again. Much better. His keen eyesight, a recent gift from the Ancient of Days, enabled him to analyze their facial features as if he were just a few steps instead of spans away. Interesting. His gaze rested on one of the women bustling about a large pot. She is a fine specimen indeed. Many of the ones they call women were pleasing to the eye, but she was breathtaking. Long dark hair, thick as fur, hung to her waist in loose waves. Rosy full lips sat perfectly under bright flashing eyes. She almost looks like she came from heaven's realm, but her unique physical attributes made that impossible. Samjaza directed his gaze upward as he finished his careful examination. I can even read their lips with a little practice. They were speaking of someone called Tubalcon, but he couldn't make out the rest. Just as well. I'll probably learn more from the men. Simjaza skimmed the camp again, furrowing his brow as he tried to decipher the conversation between two men with elaborate headdresses. The man with thick silver coils and a surprisingly lineless face spoke. They should have returned by now, the graying elder said, squinting and shaking his head. I told you we should have sent each with a team. Afraid your precious Enoch ain't so favored? The other puffed smoke in his face. My boy will come through. Then we'll make some progress, right the wrongs, allow good folks a chance to... The wrongs cause this trouble. The elder waved the smoke away, and good folks don't lure people into the fields and kill them like a beast. How do you know it wasn't a fair fight? The other puffed even harder. Because the ancient marked him. The elder blew his smoke back at him. The sign of his sin is on his face. So foolish herders don't take revenge on innocent toilers. Innocent? You should be glad we still trade with you. Be merry for our grain while you can, old man. We won't need your flocks when my boy brings back the Alru. We'll grow it. But if our seventh wins, only the worthy will. Worthy my foot. You don't know left from right. I'm glad I didn't let my name be joined with fools like you. I praise the ancient we talk sense into Enoch before it was too late. The curse is written all over you. What they say is true. Alan Nesteva Alru, he said harshly to the crinkled face man. My face may be shriveled like a prune, but the curse be on you too. At least my hair still has vigor, the wrinkled man said. 
What good is hair around a face full of cracks? The silver-haired elder fired back. Touché. Some Jaza laughed at the two men arguing. But what does Elanes Teva Alru mean? He concentrated as he accessed the power of the one mind for knowledge of Father Adam's tongue. He waited for the typical feeling of clarity to rush through his mind. Your face lacks Alru, a phrase spoken to one wrinkled with age. Simjaza laughed even harder. Simjaza, a voice called. What now? Simjaza, the voice buzzed. Samjaza dropped his connection with the source to address the intruding thought. Samjaza speaks. He allowed the link to his chief officer's signature. This better be worth my attention, Hazazel. I think you will find this quite interesting, Captain, Hazazel said. I have initiated contact with one of the humans. You what? Now, Samjaza, don't be alarmed. We simply had to make contact. The poor thing was about to be devoured by wolves. The Ancient One would be most happy with our dashing rescue. Yemezrek even healed it. He did what? I did not authorize. Relax, Simjaza. Everything is under control and quite harmless. Yemezrek and I are very adept in these matters. We covered ourselves, of course, just as you commanded. In fact, we would never have shown ourselves had he not been so pathetic. He really did need encouragement. Yes, but you must first. It was fascinating. You should have seen him trying to fend off that wolf pack. Of course, he was quite inadequate, and we had to intervene. Hazazel's thoughts bombarded his mind until finally Samjaza silenced him with a forceful push. Enough! Your actions border on the rebel. Oh, I forgot to mention it, but the human told us the most intriguing challenge from the tribunal. At least this is curious, Samjaza thought. Captain, Hazazel said, are you focused? Go on, Simjaza said. The mount has proved unproductive. Tell me more of this human and what news he bears. There seems to be some sort of contest to decide who will lead the tribes in Adam's place. Most intriguing, Hazazel said. Two men were sent to hunt for some plant they call Alru. Yes, I have heard them speak of this Alru. What purpose does it serve? The mad little thing kept going on and on about using it to save his people from the curse. Supposedly it heals their wounds. He must be referring to the vine near the tree of life. But why do they call it Alru? Samjaza asked. I have no idea. It is probably a name Adam came up with when he developed their tongue. Very primitive, if you ask me. The vine does reach the garden's edge by the river Gihon, Samjaza said. But it would be foolhardy indeed for any son of Adam to approach even the outer boundary and risk meeting the cherub. Exactly, Captain which is why I did not lead him to it, even though it would help him win the contest. I showed tremendous restraint. It was so difficult watching him search, knowing full well he was nowhere near the Alru. Thanks for the restraint, Hazazel. Samjaza rolled his eyes. That would definitely violate our code. The vine's proximity would increase the potency and delay the effect of the curse if they had enough. What were you thinking? Hazazel bristled at the trace of anger in Samjaza's signature. Which brings me to the point, Hazazel continued quickly. Somehow the human thinks it is the will of the Ancient One for us to heal them. And just how did he get that idea, Samjaza said. It was really quite innocent, I assure you. Hazazel spoke even faster. You know how simple and naive the humans are. Well, perhaps it was because Yemezrek and I showed just a tad bit of kindness. 
and your Mesrek, you know how tender he is toward living creatures. He just rushed right in and mended it. We were covered, of course, the whole time, and Tubalcon, that's his name, was not awake, but somehow he knew we were responsible. He's convinced the Ancient of Days led him to us instead of the Aru, so we can share the healing knowledge of the light. Hazazel stumbled from the onslaught of Simjaza's rage, even though he was spans away from his captain's post on Maltarada. He braced himself, Captain, as one of the ancient's best guardians. I know you can shed much wisdom in how we should respond to the human. Now you ask my wisdom, Simjaza said coolly. Why didn't you ask before you compromised the integrity of the Watchers? Hazazel flinched at the accusation. Captain, no breach was committed. Surely we had to act. Our duty is to record, but also to protect these sons of Adam from the fallen. Surely those defiant wolves were under their influence. If not, why would brute beasts dare raise themselves against an image of the Ancient One? Their rebellious act must have been inspired by Lucifer's cohorts. Don't you dare mention that name. Do you want a drink from his cup too? Loyals call him by the offense. Yes, Captain, Hazazel saluted. Son of the morning indeed. He is Satan the accuser now. Do I make myself clear? A mere slip, Captain. It won't happen again. Hazazel's quick obedience soothed his temper. But you do have a point. The ancient's ways are hidden with purpose. Your encounter with this Tubalcon may have meaning. I will come myself to learn more. Before Hazazel could respond, Simjaza appeared at his side. Your abilities have increased, Captain. Another gift from the Ancient One to help me track my charges, Simjaza said. Now, take me to this Tubalcon. Enoch made quick work with the Alru. He repaired the hole in his pack with a series of knots and was just stuffing the last of it inside when he heard voices. Two men were talking. It must be the stranger coming back with help. Glory to the light, just in time. I should return soon. Enoch swung around to greet the strangers. He opened his mouth and froze. Brilliant colors sparkled before his eyes, flickering like jewels, but walking, too. The light stopped in his path, scanning, searching, probing. He felt a voice saying something. The sound held him captive yet passed through him simultaneously. His entire being vibrated. He tried to speak. He willed it with all his might, but only a whisper came from some far place deep inside. Who? Then he slipped into nothingness and the bright light. Hazazel led some Jaza to the small clearing by the river Gihon. A strange melody filled the air. The tone was coarse, but not without beauty. Samjaza nudged Hazazel and raised his brows. Your guess is better than mine, Hazazel said. Now voices harmonized with the melody. Samjaza paused, covering one ear with his hand. Are you trying to get me demoted? Samjaza rushed toward the sound. Now, Captain, Hazazel said, edging past his leader, I'm sure there's a perfectly good explanation. We don't want to alarm our guest. But Samjaza lurched forward past Hazazel and entered the camp first. My, my, to what do I owe this pleasure? Samjaza asked. The familiar voices dropped their harmony like a hot coal when they saw Samjaza's broad smile. 
and clenched fists. A pleasure, Captain. Truly it is. Yemezrek rushed to greet his superior. The other watchers also jumped to attention. Tubal stood as well, seeing the obvious authority of the man. He would have bowed, too, if Yemezrek had not prevented him with a warning shake of his head. Not only have my chiefs greeted me with a new song, but they also bring a guest. Yes, Captain, Hazazel interjected. May I present to you Tubal a son of Adam from the tribe of Cain. The Ancient One has honored me with your presence, Tubal said, using the old tongue of Father Adam. May I delight you with the tales of my people? Hazazel smirked and mouthed the words, I told you, behind Tubal back. You may, some jaws replied in Adam's tongue. Please, be at ease and let us commune together. The others waited until Samjaza sat by the fire before joining him. Only the crackle of the dried timber interrupted the silence. Even the creeping things kept their peace. Tubal Khan shifted under the gaze of these tall strangers, who at times seemed to converge with the blaze and become fire themselves. He shook off the oddness, blaming the illusion on the strong ale so generously provided before Captain Samjaza's arrival. After all, some elders were known to see peculiar visions after drinking the concoctions brewed by the Daughters of Eve. Obviously, this drink was like those liquids of power used to ward off the sickness. Then he heard someone speak, or rather he felt the voice speak. He concentrated intently on their faces, but did not see mouths moving. He ignored the voice in his head, and he took another drink of brew. Tubokan. It is I, Samjaza, do you hear? Tubal startled. Brew sloshed from his mug into the fire, making it hiss. Confusion dotted his dark eyes for an instant before they filled with amazement. You can speak without talking? Tubal blurted out loud. But of course, Samjaza answered, sending the response to Tubal mind. It is the way of our people. What people are you from? Tubal asked even louder. This skill is unknown to us, but it is said that Father Adam once possessed a gift such as this. Did your people learn it from Father Adam? Tubal leaned forward as if he could grasp the knowledge from the blaze between them. You might say we share a common bond with Adam, though he is not our father. Well, if not Adam, who did sire such a great people? Tubal asked, now sweating from the heat. We are children of the ancient one, Tubal Samjaza's silent response ignited a wave of light among his comrades until their auras became one. We are sons of the Most High God. Tubal fell back. He was no longer sitting among men with flesh as ruddy as his own. He was in the presence of men made of fire, their features distinctive and terrifying in beauty. Tubal threw himself face down, glad to touch familiar ground but before he could worship, a hand pulled him to his feet. Do not bow to us, as we are not worthy to receive that, which belongs to the Ancient of Days, Samjaza warned. His essence once again appeared as flesh. Hazazel, Yamezarek, and the others followed his lead, now appearing as ordinary men of superior stature. Leave us, Samjaza commanded, so I may speak with our guest privately. Captain Samjaza, on behalf of my fathers, I thank you for hearing my request. 
Tubal Khan rushed on as the men walked away. I'm sure you will agree to help us once you understand the great— Enough! Simjaza lifted his hand. You are in a precarious position, son of Adam. Virtue bestowed upon us by the Ancient One has made you well, when you should have perished. Simjaza spoke loud enough for Hazazel and Yemezarek to hear. Hazazel threw his hands up, feigning innocence, while Yemezarek dropped his head. It is obvious our misguided actions, Simjaza glared at Hazazel, may now play some role in the Ancient One's plans. Indeed, we sons of God are here to perform some benefit to the sons of Adam. However, the extent of our service has not been revealed. Like you, we watch and wait for the prophecy to be fulfilled. You know of the promise given to First Father Adam and Mother Eve? Tubal asked. Yes, we are aware of Adam's betrayal and exile from the garden, and also his punishment. Tubal lowered his head at the mention of the curse. Yet, in the fullness of your time, Simjaza continued, the Ancient of Days said the seed of the woman will crush the head of the serpent, who tempted her to do that which was evil. There is hope. The elders of my tribe believe I am that hope, the chosen offspring who will deliver all the sons of Adam from the curse. I was sent to bring back the Aru as proof of the Ancient One's favor. But instead I found you. You can help. Cain pleaded. Hazazel informed me of this and your desire for our healing powers, but he also mentioned a challenge. There is another who competes with you for this honor, is there not? Simjaza asked. I must know all the facts if I am to determine the Ancient One's will in this matter. You speak truth. Tubal Cain pressed his sweaty palms against his thighs. Can he hear my thoughts? He chose his words carefully. The elders of Seth believe Enoch may be the bearer. We left together in search of Alru, but separated once we entered Avonland Forest. It seems your elders may have misinterpreted this prophecy. Samjaza hesitated. Obtaining Alru would certainly require the ancient's blessing, but it does not prove a man is the bearer of the seed. For truth, since Adam was cursed, every male child born of him would be corrupted, even if he did. Are you saying the prophecy is false? Tubal Khan almost yelled. He dropped his head when the watchers nearby turned to stare. Of course not, Simjaza said. The Ancient One is truth indeed. I am saying the seed of the woman could not be an offspring of any son of Adam. Tubal Khan's body sagged as if Simjaza's words were blows. That cannot be. He stood so abruptly he toppled his mug of brew into the fire. The flame soared high and blue. Calm yourself, brother. All is not lost. You may indeed be the bearer of the seed, but not in the way you believe. Think again. The Ancient One did bring you to us in the woods, and by his will my two officers spared your life. Perhaps so you could learn this truth and save your people, Simjaza reasoned. But how can we be saved without a righteous offspring to defeat the serpent? Tubal Khan, look closely. Are we not men? Simjaza spread his arms toward the woods. At his word, dozens of men appeared. Men of light, men of fire. They lit the woods as if it were sun's peak. We, too, possess seed, and ours is incorruptible. Tubal Khan gawked at the shining figures. By Adama's blood, the prophecy is fulfilled for truth. We must return to the tribunal and share this revelation. 
Tubal-Khan gushed with excitement. When they hear, when they see, the elders will surely select me to rule in Adam's place. Indeed. Samjaza smiled with satisfaction. We will leave for the tribunal at son's birth. But for now, my friend, rest. The men flickered and disappeared. Again, he was alone. The blazing fire, now a pile of smoldering ash, the only reminder of his encounter. Tubal-Khan settled between two large stones to wait for first light. A gentle breeze blew through the woods, shuffling the forest air. He breathed deeply until his eyes became heavy with sleep. He caught the scent of decay. I guess the wolves found another prey. This concludes this chapter of Taken, a metaphysical fantasy audio drama. If you enjoyed this excerpt and just can't wait for the next chapter, download Taken ebook through Amazon Kindle and read it for free with Amazon Prime. Also, please check back for upcoming chapters of Taken on this podcast. Remember, I has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Please share this uplifting read with your friends and get ready to soar. Thank you again for listening and may the favor of the Ancient One be on you.